0: Imposing grandeur, the quality or state of being impressive or awesome. The purpose of studying theology or reading books, it's its not to gain our own intellect, but rather it is to bring us to Him. Because when you see how holy and how majestic our Creator is, the more you worship Him. He is our imposing grandeur. Welcome back to another episode of Imposing Grandeur Radio. It's me, Alexa, and I'm joined with my beloved friends, my sisters in Christ, my sharpening irons, Avery and Annie, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and I say gentlemen because you guys may not know this, speaking to the listeners, Avery and Annie, you are aware, but we actually have a following of guys on this podcast. <laughs> Hello, Hello, guys. And, which is great. And you know what, men, you are welcome here. Of course, it may seem a little catered towards women for obvious reasons that are in fact intentional, but we want to take this moment and express our appreciation to you for tuning in. You know, theology is in fact for everyone and we welcome you here. Speaking of theology, Annie and Avery, we are back resuming our Fruits of the Spirit series. How excited are you today? I'm pretty pumped. (laughs) Holla. <laughs> wow. your excitement is immeasurable <laughs> for those of you who don't know we took a brief break this past summer due to different circumstances most in which are shared on our previous three episodes leading up to this one the where we've been series so if you haven't already do be sure to check that out. But for now, we are switching the gears back to talk about the next Fruit of the Spirit in our Fruit of the Spirit series, which is, ba ba da goodness. Goodness. So this is a word that we hear daily, especially if you're in the South like we are. We have all these phrases like honest to goodness or oh my goodness, or my personal favorite, goodness gracious, which honestly sounds even a little bit more biblical as it ties to both goodness and grace, but I digress. Um, so <laughs> to start us off, What is, biblically speaking, not Southern speaking, what is
1: goodness? What would you ladies say? Um, The goodness described as a fruit of the Spirit is not merely moral behavior, but an excellence of character. This goodness is only possible through God's grace and mercy. Goodness is an action. And I even found in Greek the word goodness. I go... Agathosuni, probably butchering that means an uprightness of heart and life. Let's go.
0: Avery, I've actually stumbled upon those Different definitions as well,
1: and
2: funny, I did perfect. too. Mine's like verbatim <laughs> from gotquestions.org, so is mine. <laughs>
0: oh, wow! Well, I looked at different word studies in the New Testament, oh, so bougie. <laughs>
2: right.
0: I think you can tell which one of us has logos. <laughs> <laughs> so. Annie, did you have anything different that you would like to add?
2: Um, yeah, I looked up like um, in Blue Letter Bible, the actual like, what does the Greek say? But it said uprightness of heart and life, goodness or kindness, mm. which is definitely not very enlightening. Well, it's interesting so, that you
0: bring up the whole kindness aspect because I know in the kindness episode that we did, we did talk about how goodness and kindness differed. Um, and so right. to like. Yeah briefly reiterate that discussion and that distinction, I found in this one book, Word Studies in the New Testament, they had a really new and helpful description that I think would really help us when mm-hmm. we're navigating, you know, this discussion of goodness. And it describes the two terms as follows. So it said that goodness represents a sterner virtue, a zeal for truth, it rebukes, it corrects, and it chastises. And the example that they use is Christ when he purged the temple. And then, and then kindness is more gentle, gracious, and kindly. So an example that they use is being kind to one's neighbor, not necessarily taking a practical form. But the statement that they had at the end, I thought was really interesting. It said that goodness energizes kindness. And I thought that was really interesting. But Annie, continue sharing. I like
2: Uh, that. No, that's super helpful. And gotquestions.org kind of adds to that it says like goodness is for the benefit of others not simply for the sake of being virtuous Mm -hmm. so it is like a it has like after effects it's not just a one-stop kind of thing right um which is funny because i looked up goodness in the oxford dictionary because i was curious how they defined it right and They define it, though, as the quality of being morally good or virtuous, which is a little bit different, actually, than the biblical definition, Mm. because our biblical definition doesn't stop there. It continues. And so it's interesting to see like the worldly definition of it Mm. is just being virtuous. Mm.
1: Yeah. And I also found, too, that our biblical definition of goodness is to selflessly act on behalf of others Mm. in a way that. It doesn't always always look kind. So that kind of goes back to the difference you were talking about, Alexa, how like when we confront somebody about maybe a sin in their life or we call somebody out and be like, hey, this is not how we act as Christians. That is doing good, even if that doesn't look super kind to that person at the moment.
0: Mm, Yeah. And then that goes back to the whole goodness, energizing, kindness thing. So like you could have that good intention like you were talking about. And it energizes that kindness, which may not look kind to the world, but the person's best interest is to not walk in sin, right? So if you, out of your good intentions, are confronting a believer about maybe a sin that's in their life, you're doing that in their best interest, which then is kind, right? So Mm -hmm. it's interesting how it's kind of like they play hand in hand and also like, it, it really plays hand in hand with all of the fruit of the spirit that we have talked about thus far because that's also loving. you know that's that's it's right. a loving action to do that. Um, so it's just really interesting to kind of study how all of these attributes kind of interweave between each other. right. um so with that being said, I guess, now that we have kind of like a foundation of what goodness means biblically, what examples stick out to you of goodness? like does the Lord um, or scripture present to us? any specific ways that we can then pray to imitate? What what stood out to you guys while you were studying?
2: So when I looked up the definition of goodness, it showed me all the places in scripture that the word itself um, was used. And it's only used four times. And mm-hmm. none of them are uh, necessarily shed a ton of clarity as to um, tangible ways that goodness can be portrayed unless you're doing like a deep dive study into the chapter or whatever. Mm-hmm. But... Something that, like, taking the definition that we've kind of created here, the first thing that came to my mind was pretty much all of the epistles, because Paul, and for example, 1 Thessalonians 3, chapter 3, verse 10 says, As we pray most earnestly night and day, that we may see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. And just Paul's like constant yearning and agonizing over other believers and praying for them and Trying to supply what's lacking in their faith and building them up and exhorting them and encouraging them. That was like a very obvious example of goodness that fuels kindness, like those other fruits of the Spirit, like you were saying, Alexa. Mm.
1: I thought too of Jesus's life being like our ultimate definition of what is good. And I was thinking about just how the gospel is the good news Mm -hmm. and. How God's sacrifice, Jesus's sacrifice, was good, and that was a true picture of goodness. Even though He went through extreme suffering, and sacrificed, you know, on the cross on our behalf, that is our good news. That is the ultimate goodness. And um, I thought I saw in Acts ten thirty eight how they talked about Jesus's life. How God appointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. And then um, another source I saw gave the example of him being the good shepherd because of the way he laid down his life for his sheep. So just thinking about the good news um, Hmm. and the good shepherd were just unique that God used those that were good with both of those terms was really interesting to me.
0: Yeah, that Hmm. is interesting for sure. Um, I don't know if you guys came across this when you were studying, but if you generally, I found that goodness is also referred to as benevolence, you know, because the Mm -hmm. word translated from the Greek includes this idea of generosity. And this is this good benevolent attribute is most clearly seen in God as he continues to exercise this benevolent pouring out of grace, mercy, patience, pity, and long suffering long-suffering towards hard-hearted sinners. So I thought it was interesting that we not only have that example, but when we say, God, you are so good to me, we are able to then recognize all of these attributes in which he freely bestows upon us in benevolent manner, that in which makes him completely and infinitely good. And I thought that that was such a Mm -hmm. cool picture, you know, like him giving us that grace and mercy. It's like it flows from this benevolent, good,
1: um outpouring. Yeah. I love that. I was just going to add how I know we've talked about this in past episodes, but how the Holy Spirit is the source of our goodness. We cannot manufacture godly goodness on our own, and um James one seventeen says every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. Just talking about too, like when we say God is good, um he is the ultimate source of our goodness and when we conjure up goodness on any you know scale, whatever that looks like, small or large, um, that is the work of the Holy Spirit. When we are believers, we are transformed and God is working in and through us. Um, and so that is something to remember, I think, as we continue this episode mm-hmm. is we're not sitting here saying, oh, we have to all know this because if we don't, we're not going to be good. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that works in and through us. It's not our own actions making us good.
0: Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the fruit of the Spirit, right? Not the fruit of carnal man. <laughs> which is, right, exactly. which, I yeah. mean, as we've talked about these these attributes, it's like, Wow in and of ourselves, we could not produce this, you know, like we could not love people who are so cruel to us. We could not have peace and we could not have patience. We could not have this kindness and we could not have this goodness in and of ourselves, you know, um, which I guess brings us to the next question, which is more applicational. Um, how then, could we practically apply this goodness to our life? You know, obviously it's the Holy Spirit that works inside of us to produce this, but
2: how should that look in our life, practically speaking? I think it starts uh, with understanding that when we take like the worldly definition of goodness, like just moral or virtuous, that that is the starting point. That's just not where we finish. And remembering that, we are only morally right or blameless or holy, which we do imperfectly, but when we do do those things as a work of the Holy Spirit, that it is because of Christ in us and because of what Christ has done for us. We are not moral for this. Morality for the sake of morality, because you just think it's the right thing to do, is sinful. Um, Mm -hmm. Unless you're tying it back to God says it is this way, and God is holy and righteous and blameless and good. That is why these things are good. Then you're going to get lost in the sauce. You're just going to get bogged down with trying to be legalistic and do all these good, 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 good things. These are bad, so I'm only going to do the good. Mm -hmm. When that's you're you're just getting too lost, and you need to just remember that when applying it to your life practically, it starts with understanding that because God is perfect. And his character is perfect, therefore, what he commands is perfect and righteous and blameless. And so, um, by the grace of God, we aim to honor the Lord in that manner. And so, that like there's a million different little things you could like pray for the saints, you know, generosity, um, thankfulness to the Lord, and sharing the gospel, um, comforting, encouraging one another. But if you are doing those things simply to be good, You've missed the mark. We do it to honor the Lord.
0: Going back to what you said really yeah. quick, Annie, did you say you don't want to get lost in the sauce? Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> I like I heard that. that. I heard that and I was like, did she actually just say that? And then I was like, wow, we should make it that's like our next t-shirt. Like every episode we have a t-shirt idea. That's our t-shirt idea for this. Yes. Don't get lost in the sauce.
1: <laughs> I love that. And yeah. uh, Annie, what you're saying reminded me of Matthew five sixteen. As others see our good works, they will praise our Father in heaven. Mm. Our motivation and our excellence of character in being good is for his glory. Mm. And God is creative. So that means we can be creative in the way that we express goodness. So there's not a black and white, like, these are a million things you can do to be good. Like there, I mean, if you think through your own situation in your life, there's plenty of good you can be doing, and um, our goal should not be to do grand good things so people notice our goodness. That in a self a selfish way, mm. but our motivation, like Annie said, is truly what God is looking for. And even if people are not seeing the good that we're doing, God sees it, and He sees our heart stands behind it. He knows how we're truly um, acting when we are acting in a way that is excellent or good towards others. And so that's something that's convicting for me when I do something that I'm like, oh, you know, deep down, oh, I wish somebody was here to see this because this is really kind or whatever. (laughs) You know, I should be thinking, wow, God, Am I doing this in a way that I want to magnify your name or am I doing this in a way that I want to glorify myself? Because if I'm doing it only to glorify myself, then I can forget wanting to do it right now because my heart is not in a place. Obviously, we're sinners. Everything we do is going to be tainted with selfishness. So if you wait around for yourself to be perfect and have great intentions, sadly, we're not going to have that ever. But it is Mm -hmm. something to really reevaluate and think through. Um, And it's very convicting for me to just work through my own mind and heart. Why I am doing something that I'm doing.
2: Mm. Yep. And to piggyback off of literally what you're saying, what came to my mind while you're speaking, Avery, was Matthew 7 where it says, On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, do we not prophesy in your name, cast out demons in your name, and do mighty works in your name? And so, again, tying it back to it's not necessarily about doing goodness just for the sake of doing goodness, because in all of our Fruits of the Spirit episodes, we've talked about how. Very worldly people may be a lot more patient than the Christian next door, mm-hmm. or they might be more kind than the than the Christian at your church and it's not It's not about the work in and of itself it's about the Holy Spirit motivating and inspiring you to do those things for the glory of God so that others may see and know the Lord, not know us and that's just something i think is really important to reconcile when talking about it because that is something that would always come to my mind well like why does that person do more for their community or do more good things right then like i think for the mormons for example very very virtuous people mm-hmm, morally mm-hmm. good people but they're still going to hell because they do not have christ mm-hmm. and so it it's just Whenever, because I feel like when talking about the fruit of the spirit, we can get really consumed with do 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 don't don't yeah, don't, mm-hmm. and it's important that we don't do that. That we let our obedience and passion for the Lord to be glorified through us be the prime like motivation and our heart's desire, and nothing yeah. that we do on our own. And it's interesting too. I just thought of this because. The fruit with a lot of the fruits of the spirit, not necessarily all of them, but some of them, on the outward, like how you can be a really good person, like moral moral and virtuous, all of these things, and still be in sin, but to the outside of the world, it looks like you're doing nothing wrong. We do our inventory check to God. Like we compare ourselves to God, mm-hmm. not each other. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um Yeah. Because the world might look at a christian or a mormon or whatever and be like wow they're a really good person Mm -hmm. like i don't understand when they say that they're sinful like they're they do a lot of great things but honestly that's meaningless that's all rubbish like we should just compare ourselves to christ and aim to be more like him and pray that the holy spirit continues to convict and empower us to do so
1: yeah I love that. And I think too, like drawing back to what you're talking about, Alexa, like we, the fruits of the spirit all kind of go together. Mm -hmm. And if you're feeling discouraged of like, oh, I feel like I'm better at being self-controlled than being good or being, I'm better at being patient than being kind. It's like, as the Holy Spirit works, I think he shows us and he guides us in that. Like, as we're being good, we're also being kind. And obviously we're not going to do it perfectly, but we have a God that does all of those things and wraps them up and envelops all of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. And he's our ultimate example. And so if you are feeling like, well, I feel like there's other things that I could be doing to do good for His glory, God will lead you in that. Mm-hmm. He will show you in your own situation what He's called you to do, how you can be good um, where you're at right now in this season of life. And that's encouraging for me because it can be overwhelming of like all the good things you could be doing. Like you could drop all the work you're doing today and go make cookies for all your neighbors and where you could go and like, I'm going to go to every Chick-fil-A around here and like buy meals for people, or I'm going to go talk to every homeless person around here. Like there's so many things we can be doing for God's glory, but if you're feeling discouraged and not knowing where to start, go to the Lord in prayer, ask him for opportunities where you can do that, where it's feasible, where it makes sense that you feel God leading you in that. Um, and he will show you as the Holy Spirit guides, he will transform you. He will give you that goodness that is from the Lord and what we strive to be and do.
0: Yeah, that's good. Good word, ladies, mm-hmm. as people would say. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, what you're saying, Avery, about how God just encapsulates all these attributes, that really is what makes him holy. Like, that's what makes him right. set apart because he can be angry and yet be incredibly loving at the same time. Like he can be mm-hmm. kind and yet he can be incredibly patient at the same time, you know, and he can be patient and angry and loving at the same time where we as humans mm-hmm. cannot, you know, normally oh, when exactly. I am angry, I'm just angry, you know, like, <laughs> right. but it takes the I'm work. none of them. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, God can be all of these things at once. And we, with our human minds cannot understand that, but we only have so much time to talk about this. And um, Annie, like you were saying, we could definitely go on more, I feel like, and just draw from all these other examples that we see in scripture. Um, But we are going to move on to our IG hot seat segment (laughs) we really need like transition music for that i'll have to work on that that'd be so cool (laughs) um so i know we briefly talked in the beginning of this episode about how guys actually tuned into the show so guys if you're still listening hey (laughs) um but we also talked about you know how much we appreciate that so for an ig hot seat question i thought we could answer a question with that in mind um, assuming for a moment that majority of the guys are married, you know, we don't have actual statistics on that, but let's just assume what ladies, and this is a IG hot seat question. What is one thing that you would say that they can do today or tomorrow that would bless their wife? Okay, so I'm thinking Ooh. about I'm thinking about your marriages because you are both married. Maybe what is something small that your husband has done in the past or could do in the future? So listen up, fellas, um, that would really just make your day. And you know I'm gonna go first because I'm not married.
2: Um, <laughs> hey, that doesn't mean single people often have some of the best marriage advice. Oh, people, well, so. you, well, I
0: didn't say it, you did. <laughs> but um, so yes, I'm gonna go first, and this is going to apply to the general public. So if you want to bless me, I will not hold you back if you do the following. (laughs) So I have found that I am deeply touched and I'm sure I'm not alone in this. When people send me either songs or sermons or podcast episodes or a meme, and they say, you know, thought of you or thought you would like this, you know, and I think I could speak for like women who are married too. You know, it's truly like such a gesture that is so small and requires such little effort that I've not only noticed that for myself, but I think everyone, including women who are married, like I said, are really touched when they know someone acknowledges an interest or an aesthetic of theirs and appreciates it or like fuels it in some respect. So like, even if it's not entirely accurate and the person actually hates what you recommend, which, you know, (laughs) disclosure, don't go sending things that are low-key insulting, like a photo of a a naked mole rat with the message saying, thought of you, hope you're doing well. Like, (laughs) that's just weird. So don't go doing that and then saying, well, Alexa told me to. You know, no, I'm not endorsing that. But um, on a positive note, I do remember somebody from my last college who I wasn't incredibly close to, but we were like, you know, cordial, sent me a song randomly one day and they said, I feel like you would love how this sounds. I feel like it's just an Alexa song. And like that just made my entire week, you know, and like... For those of you dying to know what song it was, it's called Old Brown Shoes by Supertramp. So look it up. It's indeed a very fun, like, feel-good song. And, you know, I've kept it in my playlist till this day. Um, But enough about all this. I want to hear from my married friends and um, begin this marriage advice column. What is something that you ladies would say your husband does that blesses you?
2: Something he's always done, even when we were dating. So dating people, this applies—well, this just applies for any good relationship. So it's general. Um, but he was always very intentional to not wait for me to say, hey, this is bothering me or, hey, I wish you would do this. He would, he's always asking like periodically, um, what is, what are tangible ways in which I can make you feel more loved mm. or what is something I'm doing that you wish I would change? And mm. I always thought it was incredibly humble and kind that he cared enough to Like, take the initiative to ask and not wait for me to be, like, hey, this is bothering me. I just... and It works for, like, any type of relationship, you know? It takes the pressure off the person, and it also allows for you to not be super defensive when they do offer something, Mm -hmm. like, um, in response. So, I just always noticed that about him and really appreciated it and have tried to do it in other Mm. settings as well it's
0: interesting i actually saw a quote um that my old psychology professor shared on facebook so she's a psychology professor you know this quote was legit but um it was (laughs) expectations are just premeditated resentments so i think like to be so clear and communicating like what you were saying like that he does i think that's really great and it helps kind of resolve any of those expectations or premeditated resentments that you could have. But I mean, I didn't want this to turn into like a psychology. session. I I did major in psychology, but
1: um, Alex is like, I have the APA right (laughs) here, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But Avery, what about you? Well, those are both really good thoughts. I think intentionality is huge. And that is something that goes hand in hand with everything that y'all mentioned. And speaking of a different side of intentionality, my husband is really good about, like, I was out of town for a couple weeks, and I came back in town yesterday, and so I was thinking about this, but on the way home, he knows that, like, coming home and having a clean house is, like, important for me. Like, I come home to my space, so I have a lot of work to do, like, I have a really hard time just functioning in a non-clean space. It makes me feel like I need a clean first, and then I feel behind, And so he was like, I cleaned the house for you and everything is good. And he was at work when I came in, but everything was just like how I usually love it. And it was kind of just so, and it made me feel loved knowing like, okay, that's not another task I have to put on my weekly agenda. Like I don't have to worry about cleaning the house tomorrow before I start my work. And, um, you know, that's, he didn't have to do that. And that was not like the house even really needed it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as me as the homemaker, that is my job being at home and working from home. Like, you know, it's easy for me to clean and it wouldn't have been a big deal if he didn't do that. But it was just very intentional and kind for him to think, wow, she probably doesn't want to clean when she gets home. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and do that for her. And then he also was like, hey, let's, uh, I'll pick you up dinner on the way home. So you won't have to cook. And so just thinking of ways that you can be like, okay, she's had a hard day or she's been driving or, you know, she's just had a long week or whatever. She's probably not going to want to cook tonight or we don't have anything in the fridge, you know, whatever that looks like. Just thinking ahead really can be intentional and mean a lot to those around you. And that goes for any relationship. Like you can do that single or married. You Mm -hmm. can do that for people around you and just think ahead of like, they would really like that. So I'm going to do it. Not because I have to. But it's gonna mean a lot to them. You yeah. Know? I love what you guys had to say.
0: And if you're married listening to this, maybe um do one of those things for your wife today. That would be super
2: sweet. I mean, why not? Also, <laughs> women, you can do things for your yes, husband. Too. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The men are 100%. like, Wow, thanks for welcoming me here to tell me how to love my wife <laughs> <Yeah>. more. <laughs> We're like- They're like never gonna listen again.
0: <laughs> We're like welcome to Grand grandeur radio. Here's a chore list. <laughs> Start in the kitchen, work your way to the living room. Thank you very much, sir. Um, but anyway, no, we are very glad that you are listening. That you have found um, found it to be edifying. Um, we welcome you here. And thank you all for tuning in to today's episode. We are so happy to be back and continuing our Fruit of the Spirit series. And the next fruit that we are covering is faithfulness. So keep an eye out for that episode as well as future Roundtable episodes. You do not want to miss them. But until then, we will see you all later. Bye, Bye, guys.